This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. Squeak. Yes. Let's get to some positioning. Let's do some barrel racing here. Let's. Before we get right on to that, though, I would like to mention that one of the great names in rodeo barrel racing, WPRA, which is the Women's Professional Rodeo Association, um, has told us about June Holman, who was, I believe, the oldest performing barrel racer at the NFR ever, um, uh, just a few years ago, and she's still barrel racing. As a matter of fact, just a few days ago, over last weekend, she was barrel racing up in the Northwest. She had made her run on her way to, I assume, wash her horse off, from what I understand. Somebody found her. She had obviously had some issue they get her to the hospital and find she'd had an aneurysm however they've done surgery and to my knowledge she's recovering well but we want to wish her uh uh, get well and just to recognize the fact that she's been a longtime name in the wpra her name is june holman Uh, anyway so good good wishes to her yes and send lots of prayers for her so today what we were going to talk about is positioning on running the barrels as everybody knows it's a it's three 55 gallon drums set in a, a triangular pattern which is what gives you also people at a lot of Jim Connor shows call it the clover I love in the Jim cl- in the in the clover leaf pattern the reason they say it that way is because that's what you end up making by the way you run the pattern if you go to the right hand barrel first you're making one right turn and then you make a left turn and another left turn so there's your clover leaf you however can run to the left barrel first the, the only thing that really changes the direction is your third barrel but you'll make one left turn and two rights either way it is making a clover leaf pattern now what I see a lot because I've been at this like I said for a while and I've been coaching and teaching all over the United States and some internationally Um, and one of the biggest things that I find is that people aren't aware of where they need to be in the pattern it would be just like again I I mentioned Ashley Johnson I'm sure in her instructing you know when you're I I know because I did right you want to be in position properly going into a jump and you know all things all you know relate to that the thing in barrel racing that's difficult is there are you know and, and it can be done more than one way however there's reasons to do it you know one way over the other but what I what I find hard is that people don't understand that they need to un, to know about that through a coaching situation and you know in every other athletic event that is out there just say football or even tennis which I paid varsity so I'm very aware of that the Love coach tennis. is constantly saying be in position be in position in in the football locker room they do the chalkboard with the X's all over and you know basically every man is supposed to be in that position in, the position. in, the, in that play and if it goes off that that way it's going to probably be really good now it's not to say that if you are out of position on a given time that you can't make it come out okay but it's just that when you find the it's just like i tell people at every barrel there's a sweet spot it's just like hitting a baseball with a bat there's a sweet spot on the bat it's a sweet spot in a tennis racket and and for every barrel turn there's a sweet spot position for that turn to start and uh, absolutely i mean you can uh, you can feel it you can tell it when uh, you know when you get in that right position now again it's back to 
you know, you have to have your horse educated well enough to respond properly to leg aids and rein aids. Again, not, sometimes in barrel racing, people don't get them as broke as I would want them to be to start that kind of thing. But and and you can kind of go along with. It. But what what I do generally, I I keep a horse more much more straight up and down. I don't do what I call coming in from way out to come around to a barrel. I just I just go straight to the side of a barrel not too terribly far off in fact it's about four feet off going into it but i get more room on the back side which that enables a horse to be able to get around to the back side and then push off from the back end because a horse pushing off from the back end is much more powerful and quicker than a horse that gets there and puts his front end into the turn and starts pulling. It's got all that front. big booty in the it, back. Exactly, and that's why the quarter horse is so is, popular. It, it, yeah, and so they have, well, Megan always yeah, said they and, have the nicest butts. Oh, they do. <laughs> but the quarter horse is pr primarily, you know, the 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 main horse that's used in barrel racing, serious barrel racing events. I'm not saying that other breeds won't make a barrel horse. This is what I tell people all the time. It's not that you're you know, won't, that you can't get your horse to do barrels, you can. It just depends on what level of barrel racing you want to be at. It's, you know, I've never discouraged anybody that's had a different breed horse if they wanted to barrel race because that's the horse they had. And I've had them, you know, at clinics. And, you know, there's a couple What other of, breeds have you seen barrel race successfully? Very, very few. Very few. But, well, very few, but success, I've rarely successfully seen a half Arab. Yeah. Uh, you, of course, now you got to realize in the quarter horse industry, the quarter horse racing industry, most of their race horses that are quarter horse are a lot thoroughbred. Yes. So, of course, you're going to have that cross. Uh, there's a lot of people out there running barrel horses that are half thoroughbred and half quarter horse. But if you look appendix. at if yeah, if you looked at their quarter horse papers, they might even be a little bit more thoroughbred because of the breeding on the on the quarter horse side. But either way, I have you know I have seen straight thoroughbreds make uh, okay barrel horses. It's not that. It's just sometimes they don't have the quickness and the power. But and I've seen some that have made made pretty good ones. However, I have said it before. I've just never seen one that made the caliber a horse that myself or my clients have wanted i'm not saying that they couldn't and maybe there is one i just don't know but i you know i've been out there enough to i usually would have heard about that yeah and that, but, that power behind though that yeah, rear and end the, power, on the, and the horse, thing is that's, that that's the reason uh, but now in the the racing bred uh quarter horses um you know they're, they they brought that into now finally there's a, a barrel horse sire base or or barrel horse breeding you know where uh, back in the beginning of barrel racing um it was just anything and to, and for me i i i don't even look for as much of of that as i do a cow horse bread but all the barrel horses that I had done so successfully with through the years had a lot of cow breeding in them, mm -hmm. more so than race breeding. However, there are so many people out there that have some beautifully, right here locally, we have some really nice yeah, breeding programs, uh, you know, with people that have uh, um, a little bit more of the racehorse breeding in there. But like I said, now you, there's an established thing. And now you have all these stallion incentives for barrel horses at these futurities and, and aged event things. There's all kinds of, of things. I got but a question on, yeah. your, on your positioning. positioning. Yes, I got a question. 
So is it like, I've never barrel raced. Is it a lot like many things you do with your horse where after you've barrel raced with the same horse enough times, you actually can feel the sweet spot? Oh, absolutely. You can feel it right off. Because you can when you jump. You know when you, no, when you, you, can, when you, you can, um, your horse over the jump yeah. over and over and you don't get it right and you suddenly get it right. You just get that feeling. Oh, a- absolutely. You, know? you, you know exactly. In fact, like I said, I'm, I've got a, a young horse that I started in February. He's not super young, but he really broke horse. And um, here of late, I've made two or three runs where he's starting to show his, that he's learning the deal. And I mean, I, he a couple of runs on the videos hit you. I mean, I remember feeling it. I knew I hit the sweet spot because he made such really super nice turns and and stuff like that. But yeah, you absolutely. And that's what I tell people. You know, once you get that, once you ever feel that, you don't forget it. So you'll kind of always be striving for it. But back on the positioning, the reason. I choose to come in a lot closer than a lot of people is because I said I'm everybody says we and and nowadays the horses are way too fast to think that you don't have to shut that forward speed down to get a quick turn if if you come in there with a horse running as hard as he can nowadays most horses are just too fast to make a turn efficiently and that's the whole key to this it's not it's not that you can't make the turn, it's efficiently making the turn because all the run, I used to use secretariat. I said, it, it, it doesn't matter if you if you have secretariat if he can't make the turn. So now That's if you have justify, you can't make the turns if he's going so fast. You know, you have to, you have to bring it back into a longitudinal flex thing where, where he comes back to, to make him push off from the back. When I say make him, he allow him. And allow so, him. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a horse that naturally kind of wants to shut it down that way just a little, I'm just talking about to get himself gathered up to make the turn, it makes the job a lot easier. There are there are some horses through the years I had ridden quite a bit of uh, on-the-money red horses for Kim Landry that she won so much on, but um, they weren't natural horses to just set to turn around. But if you set them... It didn't take much, but if you set them at the right spot, they would really be. They they won a lot of money. Those particular that bloodline that was a racing bred bloodline. But then when you get a cow horse, which the all the rainers and all the cutting horses are all cow bred anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, cutting horse are, but a lot of those will just kind of set on their own. What you have to watch out with that kind of thing is that they get you know so smart enough to realize they've got the set turn they might start to set too early so you gotta you know it, it's not that they're that it's just easy easy but i'm just saying it takes a little bit out like i'm saying this horse that i had gotten this winter he he knows he's supposed to go turn so he's gonna set to turn and i'm even at a point where i'm driving him pretty hard to where that set spot is and and then he gets the room on the back side and the back side of a barrel would be the one that's closest to the fence, okay, on okay. any one of the barrels. That's the back side. Well, and a lot of people take a lot of room coming in. I'm not saying that's wrong. It just hasn't worked well for me because it's a lot of, I cover a lot less room going where I go. I go much straighter to the side. And how We need some barrels and Yeah, I, yeah, I need to do that one of these days. I need to show that position. I, I do it on paper for we people do. all we the need, time. We need three barrels and a couple or of horses I, right I, I should show the video of my, my Labrador a few years ago that runs briar. barrel. I, I have a Labrador that runs barrel. I bet Briar's got exactly. some barrels. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. No, but the positioning is all important as it is in any event. Now, like I said, you can have other 
people's and, and you may, you might call it an opinion I and, and that's fine and that can be their opinion however this position is fact for me that I've had more horses um, and helped people get horses to working better by taking them from another position and putting them in mine you know when I say mine or where I believe that they have the best opportunity to use themselves this is what I'm trying to okay it's not that it's that I decided it it's just that it keeps the horse more upright so he has he has less chance of taking a bad step or or you know he, he can keep himself together more if he's out here and he's leaning a little bit it causes them to not have as good a chance of standing up if the ground's a little funny or something like that and and we you know the places we run it's not always perfect it's ground, not always you know? perfect no. and so you have to you know i learned years ago being from florida in the deep sand and going out west to where we ran on harder surfaces that the safest spot was a lot closer it wasn't way out here way out. floating or floating to them a little bit and and because that horse could stay more upright he could really keep his his hind quarters under him to where he like i said he could push off you push off yeah like that. but he, but you do have to take you know i agree you have to get room somewhere in that term is that hard to teach somebody is it how is that hard to teach oh somebody? is it, it it's hard if they've already learned the other way the wrong way they, well and i won't it's not the wrong way because it works for other people but if they come to me because something's not working it's hard to get them to close in that distance because they keep thinking they're too close what they don't realize is i've got videos of showing people that told me they were too close they started over here and they ended up two inches off i'm telling you to be four feet off the first barrel and two feet off the second and third and i've got videos showing people coming in from way out there and coming across and like i said literally being two inches off and i said I'm taking a whole lot room, more room than you are, you know. I mean, when it's all said and done, it's a matter of getting people to understand where they're where at. They're, where they're because, at. The, you know, you might have started over here and you think you're taking more room, but by the time you get here and I'm here, I've taken, you know, I've got, I, you know, basically I have my horse in a position where he can make the turn. That's good information. Yeah. And hearing that from a top barrel racer, Squeak Larkins is a, a very well-known name. Actually, out of all of our... Um, all of our Facebook Live, her interview was actually <laughs> one that got the most views of any of our interviews ever. Oh, that, that was about uh, awesome, three or yeah. four months ago, maybe. Yeah, it was. Uh, so great yeah. advice from Squeak Larkins, and I'm going to be sharing this over to her page too yeah. so her friends can uh, listen in. We are going to come back in just a few minutes. We're going to switch it back to... Uh, thoroughbred racing yes. from from barrel racing yeah and we're actually been talking to brad cox from brad cox stables he is training uh probably the horse that's going to be the top horse in the country this year probably horse of the year uh for the phillies uh incredible monomoy girl trained here by paul sharp stables uh, and sarah monahan sharp great great horse she's just absolutely amazing and uh brad's done an incredible job with her and we're going to chat to him a little bit about what's next for her and uh looking towards the breeders cup and uh being pretty sure she's probably going to win that one too guys this is louisa barton i really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the horse talk show podcast connect with us on facebook twitter and youtube and let me know what you thought now please go out there and share the podcast 